Greetings and welcome to the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series. Podcast episodes are available on VHHA.com and on popular podcast hosting apps including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many others. Episodes of the podcast also air each Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, and 820 a.m. across Central Virginia. Please send any questions, comments, or feedback to PCFpodcast at VHHA.com. Again, that's PCFpodcast at VHHA.com. And today we're excited to be joined by Luciano Ramos the Regional Network Director of Mid-Atlantic States at Unite Us, a technology company that works to create linkages between healthcare and social service providers to better serve people and patients. Today, we'll be talking about the work of Unite Us, but first, welcome to the program, Luciano. Hi, thank you for having me today. Well, we appreciate you being willing to join us today. And so to begin with, let's explain what Unite Us is and what it does. We mentioned that its work involves leveraging technology to connect healthcare and social service providers to better serve people and improve outcomes. I'm sure that description only scratches the surface of what Unite Us offers. So if you would, can you please share an overview of how the work of Unite Us in partnership with other providers, agencies, and organizations functions to address an array of public health issues and disparities? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, you know, and, and so for starters, I, I think you hit the nail on the head as it relates to partnering with communities. Unite Us is, we are a technology company and we are one that works with communities to advance issues around population health, around equity, issues that, that the local communities have really identified and have decided to try to prioritize in, in addressing. And so, the way that we do this is exactly what you said. We partner with the community. We uh, work with community leaders, with community-based organizations, healthcare organizations to say, you know, what what are some of the biggest needs or challenges that we face within our community? And and this does span well beyond health. Um, as, as I'm sure you know, and a lot of your listeners probably know, you know, most of health outcomes, you know, about 80% of it happens outside of the clinical setting, outside of healthcare, and really is tied back into the social determinants of health. And so the work that we do and, and what we've been doing nationwide is to remove some of the barriers that exist between coordination of care, to build communities and community partnerships and to provide a technology platform that really takes some of the relationships that already exist within the community and, and we try to help increase efficiency and turning kind of the service paradigm on its head where clients are front and center and, and we're there to support them. You know, we get them connected to the right services the first time and, and we do it in a manner that is very intentional, but leveraging and leaning into the existing resources and collaborations within a community. Well, I appreciate that explanation, Luciano. And listeners should know that here in Virginia, Unite Us has actually been engaged by the Commonwealth mm-hmm. to build out a shared technology platform to support enhanced care and service coordination to improve lives. A lot of the work you just alluded to, Governor Northam announced this partnership in December, and it's something that's supported by the hospital community as part of the overarching mission to make Virginia the healthiest state in the nation. So, Luciano, what can you tell us about the build out and deployment of this system and how it will function at completion? in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Yeah, absolutely. And we actually have some great examples already in the state that had started a few years ago. And essentially, we were connected to Partnering for Healthy Virginia, which, as you know, is spearheaded by VHHA, the Virginia Department of Health, Virginia Department of Social Services, and, and a wide range of other community stakeholders about a year and a half ago. And it was through that introduction that we shared a network that had been created in uh, Hampton Roads as well as in Harrisonburg, Rockingham, and the uh, Winchester area of the state that has focused on uh, creating this care coordination. And since signing the contract in December, we've been working with all 35 health districts uh, throughout the Commonwealth. We've connected with the majority of all of the VHHA members themselves 
And we've been working with the Department of Social Services. We've been working with countless nonprofit organizations. We've been partnering with existing coalitions like Be Well Rappahannock, like uh, some of our local United Way efforts that are going on in Roanoke, as well as in Charlottesville and Hampton Roads and Richmond area. We've been partnering with trauma-informed care community networks with the Virginia uh, Mental Health Access Program, all to try to get us into this shared platform in which we can coordinate care. So it doesn't matter whether an individual presents at an emergency room or a health district, they're at a local YMCA, or if they've showed up to a food bank. That individual, we try to get them the immediate services that they need, what brought them in the door in the first place. And then we try to dig a little bit deeper to say, okay, well, you know, what created this food insecurity or your housing insecurity in the first place? And then get them connected to those other types of wraparound services through the partnership. And so we've been building. We actually have our next community launch that's happening on April 13th. And this is when we kind of go live in a particular community. And we have a tremendous amount of potential and, and uh, momentum that has been building in Richmond and Rico area, as well as in Harrisonburg, Rockingham. And then we have our next big launch after that going to be happening in the month of June, where we're going to be going live in 73 additional counties. And these are all going to be care coordination networks with hundreds of agencies who provide everything and every type of service from care coordination itself to food, housing, transportation, health care, mental health, behavioral health, even oral health support. It's good to hear that so much progress is happening on this. You just a moment ago mentioned uh, the social determinants of health, and this is an area of increasing focus in the healthcare sector and beyond, looking at the economic conditions, access to nutritious food, educational attainment, transportation, and a whole host of other social and environmental factors uh, that have, as you mentioned, a real direct bearing on individual and community health. You mentioned the Partnering for a Healthy Virginia work, which we and the VHHA Foundation are very active in. The foundation has been doing a lot of behind-the-scenes work as an advocate, both for implementing the Unite Us platform and through a variety of hospital-based initiatives to support victims of violent crime and to programmatically address some of the social factors we just touched on. And I gather for you, and you just mentioned this, your background with the United Way, that your career has really focused on community improvement initiatives, including that time with the United Way of Southampton Roads. And so I just wonder for you personally, what's so appealing and rewarding about this work and the impact that it can have? I'm actually an urban planner by training, and uh, and I had always focused in on human capital development through educational institutions and healthcare. And for me personally, I mean, what we're doing here in Virginia, we're building a new public infrastructure. We're building a new system to kind of rewrite how we've historically done healthcare and human services. And we have a tremendous coalition of partners and organizations who are, are stepping up and helping to lead this overall effort. And so for me, what's really exciting is that we, we are one, first and foremost, we're rewriting the way that we support our neighbors and our community members who have needs. Sometimes they may present a crisis. Sometimes it's that they just need a little uh, added help. Uh, right. And we're trying to remove barriers that have historically prevented them from having access to that help. We are focused in, and I would be remiss if I didn't say this, we're looking at our work through an equity lens to say, you know, how can we not only better serve populations who have historically been underserved or under-resourced, perhaps uh, whether it's, a, you know, an individual who comes from a community that has uh, access to limited resources, or if it's been an individual or even family member who Maybe they make enough money to put food on the table, uh, but they're not making enough to make ends meet, right? And and so how do we support our entire community and do it in a manner that's very much grounded in collaboration, very much grounded in, in equity? 
And that's what really gets me excited uh, about this work is that uh, so many Virginians have come together, so many community leaders have come together to make this happen. And, and we're seeing it happen and sprout up all across the state. You know, we just had a simple conversation with a community leader out in uh, the southwestern part of the state. And she was plugged into the local substance use disorder prevention work. And uh, just from that one conversation, it wasn't a week later, she had organized dozens and dozens of community leaders from EMTs and police departments to nonprofit organizations to come learn about Unite Virginia and then join uh, the movement. And, and it's just exciting to see how we are really building community across the board. And, you know, as somebody uh, with that background in urban planning, that's what it's all about, right? It's, it's how do we build communities that, that really function and, and support and grow and thrive. And that's what we're doing. Well, it's very important work. And as I said, I'm glad to hear that there is tangible progress happening uh, and all these connections between all of the various individuals and organizations and stakeholders. So that's good to hear. For people who are listening to this, particularly those uh, who might work in healthcare or uh, the social service sector, uh, where would you direct them online to the Unitas website or otherwise uh, to find more information about this program and the offerings? Yeah, absolutely. We want everyone to get connected to us. And, and uh, the easiest way to do that is actually to go to our website, which is Virginia, all spelled out, dot unite us one word dot com and if you go to virginia dot unite us dot com you can join the network you can learn a little bit more about how we do what we do uh, or you can actually if you're an individual who's listening to this and and you need access to services you can actually click on our get help button and um, and you can start getting connected to where we have resources and, and support and, and so yeah please just visit our website and and we'll be happy to get connected to you one way or the other Okay, great. And that website, once again, is virginia.uniteus. Is it .com or .org? .com. Okay, virginia.uniteus.com. All right, well, Luciano, with some of the, the more important stuff out of the way, now we have a few questions for you to give our listeners a bit of a sense of who you are beyond the work you do. The first one, and this is an entirely imaginary premise, but in the hypothetical scenario that you could anticipate your final day on Earth, what would your last meal be? Oh, gosh, my last meal... Um, it would have to probably be a meal that we typically eat around the holidays in my household. I'm of Puerto Rican descent, and so we'll eat Spanish uh, rice with pigeon peas. Uh, we call it oro con gandule. We'll eat uh, penil, which is like a, a garlicky roasted pork, and, uh, and pateles, which are kind of mm-hmm. like a Puerto Rican version of a tamale. Mm-hmm. And so that would probably be my last meal. And it has to have a side of totones, which are like uh, twice fried green plantain, uh, and some morcilla, which is like a sausage that we make in, on the island. So that would probably be where I would go with it. I'm familiar with all of those. I once lived in Philadelphia, which has a vibrant Puerto Rican community. And there is a a restaurant in Philadelphia, North Philadelphia, with two locations called Freddie and Tony's, which makes all of those things. And I was a frequent patron of that restaurant. So I'm I'm familiar with that cuisine. So you know what? I'm writing that down because I have a really dear friend who's actually moving to the Germantown area of uh, Philly. And that's one of the things on the list is for us to try to explore the local cuisine as much as possible. So okay. what was it called again? Freddie Fre- Freddy, Freddy and-, Freddy and Tony's. Uh, and there are two locations. So Germantown is sort of more northwest Philly. And <laughs> Freddie and Tony's is in, in sort of north Philly. So it would be a little bit south and east of where Germantown is. Okay. Well, we'll find it. That's for sure. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Luciano, the next question for you is what's the top item on your bucket list? <laughs> 
well, right now uh, with COVID, it's uh, honestly just to make my way actually back to Puerto Rico. I have two young kids and uh, they've actually never been. And so I uh, would love to just be able to make it back to the island. Uh, we were supposed to make a trip last this past year for the holidays and uh, that just kind of fell apart. So so we'd love to kind of go back to Puerto Rico and just have a great family vacation and um, really just soak in and enjoy everything the island has to offer. Reconnecting with your roots. That sounds like a good plan. And finally, yeah. if you were stranded on a deserted island, what one book, one album, and one movie would you take with you to keep yourself company? We will spot you a copy of the religious text of your choice. So other than that, what are your three entertainment survival kit picks? Oh, my goodness. Um, so what well, book, one movie, and one um, album. Album, okay. So the album would probably be Greatest Hits by Hector Lavoe. And the book, that's a hard one. Uh, I will just go with the one I'm reading right now, which is 400 Souls. And then uh, the movie would probably have to be, I would have to say Amistad. Give us a free. If we are to have any semblance of order in this courtyard. Give us a Give us a Crying out, give us free, or anything else. Give us free! I am trying to question this witness. Give us us free! Give us us free! I've always been just, I'm I'm a huge history fan, so, uh, you know, and uh, absolutely always love that movie. Well, listen, I appreciate you sharing a few minutes with us to talk about Unite Us and the work that's happening here in Virginia, and I appreciate you sharing your other thoughts and insights and your Desert Island picks. And with that, that's going to bring us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so that you know when new episodes are available. And we want to once again thank our guest, Luciano Ramos, the Regional Network Director of Mid-Atlantic States at Unite Us, for joining us today. So thanks. Hey, thank you very much.